all you movie junkies and cinephiles, it's time for the SLS Cast with your hosts, Matt and Tim. And welcome, one and all, to episode 319 of the SLS Cast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Prince episode of the SLS Cast because it turns out that there is a song by Prince. That song is called 319. I have no idea what it is or what it's about. It's there. It matches. We're doing it. 319, folks. And with that wonderful little bit of Prince knowledge, I, of course, am Matt. And coming to us all the way from sunny California would be our resident Sony employee, Tim. What, Matt? You don't know Prince's discography? Not in its entirety, unfortunately. I am just not cool enough. Do you? I, mean, I don't either. So no, oh, no, okay. I don't. I, I mean, you, no. you you felt like you were setting me up there uh, to show me how amazing you were. Because I, I mean, that, the thing with Prince, it's like Prince still comes out with new music. It's kind of ridiculous. Like apparently, it is said, and it seems like maybe you brought this up on the show some years ago that he has like a vault or some underground oh, cavernous yeah. lair where he just has <laughs> all these cuts of tunes that he never released. That is correct. It was a big point of contention amongst his surviving family as they were suing each other over the estate. It just goes to show, folks, always have a will. No matter how rich or poor you are, you should always have a will. The more you know. Glitter sparkle rainbow. (laughs) Uh, That worked well because I'm doing the little sound while you're doing... I was doing the jingle while you were doing the description. So I think that's perfect. Here we are. It's theoretically right before the Oscars. (laughs) So, so, So we're telling you. (laughs) <laughs> because we possibly couldn't be recording this two weeks early. No, 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 not us. Never. Never. We don't plan ahead. Who the hell are we? Who the hell do we think we are? So, now that we are down to the wire, it's time to do some Oscar business. We got some work to do. You ready to do our fun little Oscar nominee episode? Let's do it. All right. So, we're going to we're, we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up, right? Yes. Like we normally do. All right. Okay, so then we are starting with writing here at the bottom. If you'd like to play along at home or wherever you are, certainly you can go to oscar.go.com and get over to the nominees. Scroll down to the bottom, and that's where we are right now. Uh, at the very bottom of the page, you will find the nomination for writing original screenplay. And we have the favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. So what are you thinking here, sir? Hmm. Well, Vice has been picking up a lot of momentum, but that's not what I what I want. I honestly think that people are going to go for either The Favorite or Green Book. Interesting. Personally, I want First Reformed. If I got to choose mine, I'm going to I'd say First Reformed, but I think it's going to go to The Favorite. Okay. Well, if I had my druthers, I would give it to If I had my druthers, I would give it to Green Book. I think, though, that it's going to go to Roma, actually. I'm dark horsing you here, sir. It's kind of difficult. I mean, I feel pretty confident that Vice won't get it, but 
Green Book's a real, it's a well-written movie and the characters were great. It felt, it was really rich. I felt the same exact way with First Reformed, but I personally thought First Reform was the better movie as a whole. But then you have The Favorite. I just love The Favorite. I knew a lot of people thoroughly enjoyed The Favorite from the uniqueness point of view, which I think a lot of that uniqueness comes from the screenplay. But Roma, what, what do you think Roma? I think because it is such a personal tale, and that script means so much to Quaron that I believe it will be considered the most genuine of all of them. Not that there, I, I, it's not to knock anything else. Um, I don't know. I don't really think Vice really deserves it, but I mean, it's not necessarily to say that it is just inherently better, but I think that because it is so incredibly personal, the material is so personal in in a way that the others are not that I think that it will carry the day. Yeah. And that is the main reason why. So moving forward, now are, are you are you keeping track in your notebook or whatever? I am. Yeah. My okay, diaries. Good, good. That's what I'm yes. keeping track of. Well, the, very, that's all right. Hey, you know, we'll we'll see how terrible I am and how good you are like last year. Writing, adapted screenplay. We have The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, we have Black Klansmen, we have Can You Ever Forgive Me? We have If Beale Street Could Talk, and we have A Star Is Born. Now, I would love to see either Can You Forgive Me or The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. If Beale Street Could Talk is a beautiful film. As a whole, it's a beautiful film. But there's something really good about the writing in Can You Ever Forgive Me? And there's... The Ballad of Buster Scruggs is a freaking book. I just think it's wonderful. I, the movie would not have been the same, I think, if it was not told in book form. But I think people are going to go for Black Klansmen. And I have a feeling Black Klansmen... Hmm is going to take it. Yeah, I, I would love personally to see Buster Scruggs or A Star is Born take it. Uh, I wish if, if if I had all the power in the world, I would I would make them split it somehow. Uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs and A Star is Born. I, however, disagree with you on Black Klansman. I think if Beale Street could talk is the one that's going to take it. I, I think that the outrageousness of Black Klansman despite it being, you know, air quotes, true story, is not enough to beat out the drama that If Beale Street Could Talk brings to the table. So I think If Beale Street Could Talk is going to be the one that gets it. We've reviewed Black Klansmen a while back ago, but mm -hmm. it, it's a good movie, but it's a divisive movie. And it's divisive strictly to be divisive, I guess. I mean, wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, I can agree with that. A lot of people kind of flock to that. I mean, look at like when the when Crash came out, what, 12, <laughs> 11, 12 years I, I, ago? I, yeah, uh, was it? I thought, God, I thought it was like 2005 was Crash. 2005, 2006, some, somewhere around there. Yeah. And if that, of course, won Best Picture, and I think it won Best, right? I, I don't know. But people will look at a film that stands out because of politics, because of a particular agenda that is in circulation, regardless of what that agenda is. Maybe agenda is not the correct word, but 
whatever is in mass circulation at the time. And with Black Klansman, directed by Spike Lee, it has very good performances. And you have what the film is about, about race. And I think a lot of people, when they vote, they flock to it. Not necessarily because, as a whole, the the movie works 100%. If Bill Street Could Talk is a beautiful film. And if that film won... I'd be so happy if it did, because the best film, all-around film, out of all the ones nominated for Adapted Screenplay, I don't know, it very well could be if Beale Street could talk, and A Star is Born would be a very, very close second. All right, so moving forward then, we have visual effects, and that leaves us with Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. Now, I don't know about you, Tim, but um, I think that there's a lot of people who are going to want Christopher Robin to win. I am not one of them, but I believe that a lot of people will want them to win. I both want and expect, personally, for Avengers Infinity War. I am Infinity War all the way, although I do love the nuance of Christopher Robin. And to me, that's what makes a good special effects movie, is that... Amongst crazy computer effects, you have to see the little nuances, the little touches that make it unique. And you also have to be brought into whatever world it is that they are trying to create. Avengers Infinity War definitely does it better than Ready Player One and Solo A Star Wars uh, Story. First Man, I wouldn't call it a special effects movie. Chris Robin, it's cute. But Infinity War definitely takes the cake, although it's still not perfect. I think that's what's kind of frustrating also. So what's your call? Oh, Infinity War. Infinity War. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then moving forward, we have sound mixing and then sound editing. Now, remember that sound mixing is the creation of the sound. Sound editing is what you're actually hearing. Is that right? That's the right way, right? No. Sound editing is the creation of the sound. Sound mixing is the way you're hearing it. Yes. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say that sound editing, well, I wouldn't really say it's the creation of the sound. You're taking, so sound editing is taking the sounds, and you're basically editing, putting all the different sounds together. And then with mixing, you're taking it, and the sound mixer has the mixing board, and that's where he's mixing not only just dialogue, but everything that's created in Foley, special effects... And all that jazz so that all of the organic sounds or all of the individual different types of sounds, it becomes what you hear in the movie theater. Yeah, I was just trying to give the Reader's Digest version, right? So the sound editor is the one who gives you all, who gives the movies their sounds. The sound mixer is the one who tell, who is telling the audience how they're hearing those sounds. So, for example, the sound editor is the one who is going to give you the dialogue. And if people were sitting in a park, let's say, you'll hear the kids playing in the background and the birds chirping and the wind rustling through the trees. The sound mixer is going to be the guy who is going to make sure you can hear the dialogue and how well the wind blowing through the trees is incorporating and what those kids are going to sound like and how close or how far they are and those birds that are going to chirp and how much they're going to add to the scene as well. 
We're doing sound mixing first, because that's just how we're rolling up. So now that you know the difference, which we do this every year now, but now that you know the difference, uh, sound mixing, we've got Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, and A Star is Born. Tim, what you thinking, sir? A Star is Born. Okay. I think that A Star is Born will get it. I agree with you that A Star is Born is going to get it. But the only one, this is the only time I'm going to say this, First Man. I would actually like to see First Man get it. Because, and hey, I'm like the biggest fan of A a Star is Born that there is. But if there is one thing that that film did right was making you feel like you're in a freaking spaceship. And it really made you feel like you were in space. It really made you feel like you were flying alongside him. And it really made you feel everything that you needed to feel, even when they're like arguing at the end of the film. So I will give props where props are due in this department only. And I, and it is not the sounds themselves. It is how you are hearing them. So I think First Man deserves it. And I would like to see it. I agree with Tim, though. A Star is Born will probably be the one that gets it. And I think A Star is Born because you take everything happening from the dramatic aspect of of the film, of the story, whether it's indoors, whether it's outdoors, and amongst all the dramatic just dialogue being thrown at you from various atmospheric locales, you then also have the concert footage where it feels like you are actually witnessing the performances at a concert venue and especially if you were able to see it in dolby cinema it just sounded fantastic so that is why i'm going with a star is born for sound mixing but with uh sound editing though i'm uh i'm going for your man really yeah oh interesting see for sound editing i am going for a quiet place now i hated that movie But if there is one thing that it effectively did for all the audiences that loved it, plot holes aside, is it really made use of all the available sound that it could. Now, you can argue how well it was effective in all sorts of other areas, but it made great use of ambient sound and as little dialogue as was necessary. So, And it did it to... I still don't understand why rave reviews and a huge audience following. I I still don't know why. So I will at least give credit where credit is due. And I think a quiet place is going to do it. Um, And I don't really care about any of the other ones in the sound editing department for this one. So I guess I want and expect a quiet place to win. Uh, And then of course, Tim, he just said first man. So let's see here. We're not doing the live action short films. We're not doing the live, uh, we're not doing the animated short films. Uh, production design, uh, Black Panther, The Favorite, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, and Roma. Okay. I would love Mary Poppins. That one is the obvious one that jumps out. So does The Favorite. The Favorite is beautiful to look at. And okay. Which one would I want? Mary Poppins, but because the favorite is not a sequel and it's not reusing the same sets or same style of sets that were already established in a previous film, 
I'm going to go for the one that will be chosen is the favorite. The favorite will be the favorite with production design. I am going to go in with I want and expect Mary Poppins to win because I feel that the favorite will get it in costumes. That's my gamble here. Uh, I feel that the favorite's going to win when it comes to costumes, so Mary Poppins is going to get production design. So that's where we're at there. All right, moving forward to music, original song. Uh, we have all the stars from Black Panther. We have Al Fight from RBG. We have The Place Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns. We have Shallow from A Star is Born. And we have When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings from The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Tim, what you thinking? Al Fight, RBG, of course. No, uh, Shallow, A Star <laughs> is Born. Uh, I'm so torn on this one, only because I truly feel they are both equally amazing in their own right. I, I am torn between the place where lost things go, uh, because in my review of Mary Poppins, I specifically pulled this song out and said we needed more songs in this movie like the place where lost things go. Now, to the film's credit, my children listen to the Mary Poppins Returns soundtrack almost every damn day. So it's not a failure on the rest of the songs to create fun and exciting music that kids will listen to and sing for years and years to come. But nothing that will resonate the way that The Place Where Lost Things Go do. And I believe that I was justified in that statement simply by the fact that this was the song that got the nod from the soundtrack. Um, we are then competing with my other favorite, Shallow, from A Star Is Born, Oh my God, what a fucking amazing song. What an amazing song. So I, I don't know. God, I don't know. Um, I, I want so badly for them both to win, but they can't. So I will not be sad at all if the place where lost things go wins, but I do expect, I do want, I, at the, at the end of the day, I guess I do want and expect Shallow to win. Uh, music, original score. We have Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. What you think, sir? One of the best scores of this year is from If Beale Street Could Talk. Absolutely amazing score. Not only the score itself, but how it is utilized in the film. The score can lift you up. It can bring you down. It can fill you with anger, sorrow. It can fill you with hope. It's beautiful. If you know who Philip Glass is, the modern, wonderful, brilliant composer, the score kind of reminds me of Philip Glass in a way. Not exactly Philip Glass, but just inspiring. And I both hope and expect if Beale Street could talk to win best score. While I agree with your sentiments, I believe that, in as silly as it sounds, I think Mary Poppins Returns did a better job. I, I absolutely agree with your sentiments about if Beale Street could talk, but I think that the that the overall more moving score belongs to Mary Poppins Returns because that I think is where the music really shone in this film, and I think that it did it it had the hardest job of all the nominees here. It had the hardest job, and I think that it uh, just absolutely nailed it, which is why I believe that Mary Poppins will get it, and I want for Mary Poppins to get Mary Poppins Returns to get it. So 
Uh, moving forward, we've got makeup and hairstyling. We have Border. Uh, we have Mary Queen of Scots and we have Vice. Um, um, I myself would love to see Border get it. I truly hope it does. I think Mary Queen of Scots will get it. Um, and I will be very angry if Vice gets it. And I know you, I know you haven't seen Border yet, but I, I haven't. But the one question I do have about Border, though, is based on what I've seen in clips in the trailer. For when it comes to makeup and hairstyling, is it only those two characters, the guy and the and the and the woman? No. Okay. No. Okay. Based on what I know, and again, I have not seen Border. I expect Vice to get makeup and hairstyling. I shall be very displeased. <laughs> now, did you, you said Mary Queen of Scots? Yes. I truly want Border to get it. I think Mary Queen of Scots will get it, personally. I know people lean into period pieces, and technically Vice is a period piece for all intents and purposes when you really think about it. But I think that just the sheer the sheer amount of ornate design that goes into the makeup and hairstyling is why these period pieces generally get these technical Oscars. So I would expect Mary Queen of Scots to get it. I hope Porter wins. And if you're right, I shall be very sad. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I would take Mary Queen of Scots, but everything you hear about Vice is how Christian Bell is Dick Cheney. And, I guess, but you know, he just put on the weight. I mean, it's a hairpiece. There's not, I don't, I mean, I don't count makeup and hairstyling as the whole movie resting on a fucking toupee. I just, I don't, uh, all right, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> all right, so we got foreign language film. We have Capernaum, uh, which is from Lebanon, of course, Cold War from Poland, Never Look Away, Germany, Roma, Mexico, and Shoplifters from Japan. Man, this is a hard one. Well, Tim, you, you saw three of these, five. What, what what are you thinking? Oh, wait. No, you never did see Shoplifters, did you? No, I did not. But oh, Okay, so you've only seen two of these. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> no, but I, I would, I mean, based on, again, seeing this film and just hearing about whatever the best foreign language film is, I would say Roma. However, if Roma wins Best Picture, Cold War might take it. But it, I don't know. I'm going to go with Roma. Okay. In second place, Cold War, in case things get wonky. I'd like, after all is said and done, I would like Capernaum to win. I... God, hang on. Let me double check the best pictures real quick. Uh, all right. Fuck. Such a terrible list of best picture nominees. I would like to see Capernaum win. I think Roma's going to get it for foreign language. Okay. Film editing. We've got Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. I don't really care. I don't like any of these at all. I know. I don't like any of these for this either. This is the worst. It might be one of the worst categories. This is awful. Let let me just throw it to, uh, how about Black Klansman? Sure, Black Klansman. Let's give it Black Klansman. Why not? I, I I have no horse in this race. I mean, just looking at it, the irony of it all, Vice will probably get it. No, you know what? Since I let me let me pick I would like Green Book to win. Why not? I would like Green Book to win. 
just because of the five that are listed, it was my favorite movie. I actually think Vice might get it. In the ultimate irony of ironies, I think Vice might get it. All right, so you're so. saying Vice. Yeah. I'm saying Vice as well. Probably <laughs> the worst edited film nominated for <laughs> anything at this year's Oscars. But uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I mean... It's got some editing in it, it sure. It, def- it, it has editing in it. It's got some editing. They just should have just edited out the whole realization of when We Will Rock You came to mind, that whole stomp, stomp, clap, <laughs> bullcrap. Green Book is a well-paced movie. I want to see either The Favorite or Green Book take it. I mean, I would take Black Klansman, but I have a feeling Vice is going to take it home. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you all the way around. I'm not a fan of The Favorite, but, I mean, the editing's not terrible in it. I mean, I could see Black Klansman kind of sneaking in there and getting it, but like you said, I think Green Book is a well-paced movie, and I think Vice is going to get it, so... At least we're at least we're all we're kind of in line there. All right, next one up is documentary documentary short subject, which we're not covering. Then we have documentary feature. We have free solo, Hale County this morning, this evening, minding the gap of fathers and sons, and R B G. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Ooh, I would like to see of the five here. I would like to see a fathers and sons get it because I think it is the most pressing. But I think just on sheer scale and grandeur, I think Free Solo will get it. I both want and expect Free Solo to get it. I do have a feeling RBG might win because that's the political doc. <laughs> I, I have a feeling, but... I stand by Free Solo. I, I mean, it's not a perfect documentary. It's a very good documentary, and it's a well-made. Yeah, I'm going Free Solo also. Cool beans. All right, moving into directing. We got Black Klansman, Spike Lee, Cold War, Powell Palikowski, uh, the favorite Yorgos Lanthimos, Roma Alfonso Cuaron, and Vice with Adam McKay. So, for me... I'm not a super huge fan of the field this year, but you know what? I mean, all in based on the films I'm seeing here, I want and expect Spike Lee to get it. I think he would be my second choice for expecting to get it. Alfonso Cuaron made the better film. He was the better director. He had a vision, and I thought Cuaron acted upon that vision and created something special. Not just for him, but a lot of people could relate to his film. Oh, at this point, I'm just putting all my eggs in the basket of foreign film. So, right. I, I, I mean, I totally see where you're coming from. But again, I, 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 um, where I feel outside of the, um, out, outside of foreign film is cinematography. I think that, um, the cinematography of Roma is absolutely outstanding. I still stand by, even though I did not like the film, I still stand by it is a master class in cinematography. I'm happy to lean into Alfonso Cuaron for that when we get there. Yeah. So, Alfonso. All right. Well, then moving into costume design. We got The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. We got Mary Poppins Returns. We got Mary Queen of Scots. We got Black Panther. And we've got The Favorite. Um... I would personally, I don't know, I, I'm not sure where you're going to land on this, Tim, but I personally would love to see Ballad of Buster Scruggs win. I would absolutely adore for that to have happened, but I truly think this is where the favorite's going to get it, right here in costume design. 
I agree with you. I thought the costumes in Mary Queen of Scots were gorgeous, but I guess this could be attested to my lack of period costuming knowledge here, but the favorite just was very unique and interesting and visually the costumes were their own character, I should say. So yeah, I'm going to go with um, the favorite as well. Right on. Okay, then we go to cinematography where we have Cold War, uh, Lucas Zal, the favorite, Robbie Ryan, Never Look Away, Caleb Deschanel, Roma, Alfonso Cuaron, and A Star is Born, Matthew Libatique. Now, I was very happy that A Star is Born was nominated in cinematography. I knew that it would be. This is one of the ones that I called it. Um, but as beautiful as that movie is, I'm sorry. I'll say it again. Roma is a masterclass in cinematography. Alfonso Cuaron, 100%. I want and expect him to win. Same here. All right. We move into animated feature film. We have Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, now, we did not get a chance to see Mirai. Is that correct? Wait, not, right? We didn't yes, see that one. correct. Okay. Mirai notwithstanding, I would love to see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, get it. I I actually think it's got a chance. I, I, so I want and expect Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse to get it. This is the first time that I have more or less boycotted Disney and Pixar in this category. So I'm I'm happy that, that it's there. I'm also happy that Wes Anderson got his, you know, got the nomination here. But either way. I wasn't the biggest fan of Into the Spider-Verse. Just, it was a little too flashy and all over the place. But it was still a good movie. And it intrigued me so much that I wanted to see it again. I don't know if I want it to win, but I definitely expect it to win. Very cool. I'm not sure. The only reason why I'm not sure about it is because I don't necessarily know if I want any of the others to win either. So, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving forward, we now are to actress in a supporting role. Amy Adams for Vice. Marina de uh, Tavira uh, for Roma. Regina King, if Beale Street could talk. Emma Stone and Rachel Vice, both for the favorite. You know, I... By God, I want and expect Regina King to win. I, I mean, I could see Amy Adams taking it. Honestly, I could really see any of them taking it. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I truly enjoyed Regina King's performance the most. And it's deserving and it comes from a great film. And it's from the film that I rated the highest too. So of all of them there. So I'm going to, yeah. Uh, Regina King. Want and expect Regina King. Everybody loves Amy Adams and Vice. I didn't really see anything too special in her performance. I personally would like to see Rachel Weisz win, but I do believe Regina King will win for Beale Street. Regina King for moi. Awesome. All right, so we've got actor in a supporting role. We have Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Um, look, I am as much of a fan as I am of Green Book, um, and I do believe that Richard E. Grant 
did a spectacular job. Although I do think the writing caused the character to be a little overplayed in Can You Ever Forgive Me? I still want and expect Sam Elliott all day, every day for this for this win. I want Richard E. Grant to take it home. I thought Sam Elliott did a very good job. If you want to, if you want to see somebody briefly in a movie, but have it impact you in such a way that his role seems significantly larger, at least screen time seems significantly larger. He did that performance excellently. And I think that goes to show you how important he was in the film because his character became so important to Bradley Cooper's character. And it would not have been the same without Sam Elliott. I would love to see him win. I mean, honestly, if it was between Sam Elliott, Richard E. Grant, and Mahershala Ali, if either of the three of them get it, I'd be very happy. But I do believe Mahershala Ali will win the award. And honestly, I would not be sad if that happened. But I still want for Sam Elliott to get it more. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm still, I'm doubling down with it. You know, I want and expect for Sam Elliott. But yeah, if Mahershala Ali gets it, I will not be sad at all. All uh, right, going into actress in a leading role, we have Yalitza Aparicio from Roma. We have Glenn Close from The Wife. We have Olivia Coleman from The Favorite. We have Lady Gaga in A Star is Born and Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me? Uh, you know, man. Okay, so this one's hard for me because there are certain aspects, even though I didn't like Roma, there are still certain aspects of the character that Yelitsa portrayed that I can see why she got this nod. I think Glenn Close was fantastic in The Wife. Um, you know, and I am okay with Olivia Coleman's nomination for this. I think even Melissa McCarthy, even though it was a little more understated than I think it could have been in her particular instance, I think this is world-class acting from her. So, I don't know, I, I'm kind of torn between Lady Gaga and Glenn Close on this one. It's a 50-50. I want both of them to get it. But I kind of think Glenn Close is going to get it. I'll put my want for Lady Gaga and expect for Glenn Close. I am definitely expecting Glenn Close. I would not mind Olivia Coleman, but I definitely expect Glenn Close. All right, well, here we are. Actor in a leading role. Christian Bale for Vice. Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born. Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Viggo Mortensen... Uh, for Green Book. I'm sorry, Bradley Cooper was still, in my opinion, shit on by not being nominated in the director category. 100%. Definitely deserved it more so than Adam McKay. 100%. Which is a shame, because for me, I feel like this is kind of a three-way race between Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, and Viggo Mortensen. I know people are out there thinking, oh, it's Vice, it's Christian Bale, it's Vice, it's good. Mm-mm. I truly think this is a three-way race between Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, and Vigo. Oh, hang on. I'm stupid. I was looking at best director, not best actor. That's why I brought up Adam McKay. Whoops. <laughs> so, God, I don't know. Willem Dafoe, it was good, but it wasn't good enough. I want Bradley Cooper to get this, mainly because I just, I mean, I think he really seriously brought something to this role that hadn't been seen in 50 years, 50, 60 years. I think it was worth exploring, and he did it so powerfully. I want him to get it. I expect, however, God, I don't know. 
you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm Actually, you know what? I screw it. Screw it. We're going to throw it all out there. Let's throw it all out there. I want and expect Bradley Cooper to win. I will not be one iota sad if Vigo pulls it out. Will not be one iota sad if he pulls it out. I think that he did just a fan-fucking-tastic job um, getting through that movie. Because I literally believed this man was Italian to his soul. Okay, And I was married into an Italian family, so I know of which I speak. Um, so I will not be one iota sad if Vigo gets it. But I really truly think that Bradley Cooper can get it. So I want and expect Bradley Cooper to win. I want Willem Dafoe and Vigo Mortensen. I expect Christian Bale to get it. However, I have a good feeling that the big upset is going to be Remy Malik, But... I'm going to stick with my guns and say it's going to be Christian Bell. But again, I there's just like Remy Malik is haunting me daily. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, then now we get at we we get to it here. Best picture. Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born and Vice. I'm sorry. I guess I want and I definitely want A Star is Born to win based on this list. I just don't know if I can, if I get to expect it to win. Fuck it. I want and expect A Star is Born to win. And I don't care if I'm wrong. I'll be right in my brain. (laughs) And that's all that matters. It'll be my streaming service, Matt's Brain. It's WhatsApp now. (laughs) It's what's happening now, but um. A Star is Born is probably my favorite flick on this list. Uh, The Favorite would have been the second. Green Book would have been the third. Actually, Roma Roman Green Book probably would have been tied for third. I'm going to say Roma. Something tells me there's a great, great shot that Roma might take Best Foreign Language Film and Best Picture. And it wouldn't surprise me. It would be a a little frustrating, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Me included. But everybody is talking about Roma. And there's a reason why a lot of people are talking about Roma. It's not the one that I would choose, but I do believe Roma will take it. And I know I've chose Roma for Best Foreign Language Film, but I do believe there is a chance that it could win both. But of course, if Roma doesn't win Best Foreign Language Film, then I think Cold War will probably take it. But I am saying Roma. Right on, right on. Okay, and that is it. That is the end of our special Oscar nominations uh, edition of the SLS cast. And next week we will come back with our regular format. We'll have a bonus segment of Copycat Throwdown, which will feature Cold Pursuit, 2019's Cold Pursuit versus 2014's In Order of Disappearance. Uh, the movies for next week are going to be The Lego Movie, The Second Part, and Alita Battle Angel. And so without further ado, I believe we are now down to the spiel, are we not, sir? Spiel on! Oh, Stewardess. I speak jive. Oh, good. He said that he's in great pain and he wants to know if you can help him. All right. Would you tell him to just relax and I'll be back as soon as I can with some medicine? Just hang loose, blood. She's going to catch up on the rebound on the med side. 
What it is, big mama? My mama didn't raise no dummies. I duck a rap. Cut me some slack, Jack. It's it's a a cutting cutting you say cutting me some slack, Jack. Chomp the one to help, chomp the one to help. Say can't hang, say seven up. Jive ass dude don't got no brains in The music you've been listening to, as always, has been brought to us by our music partners, Cries of Solace. You can check them out at ReverbNation.com and Facebook.com, both slash Cries of Solace. As for us, we are, of course, the SLS Cast. You can find us at SLScast.com. You can send us an email to the show at SLScast.com. You can follow me. You can follow uh, the show on Twitter at uh, the SLScast. You can follow me. This is Matt on Twitter at NitTwit12345. You can, of course, come aboard that information superhighway track down to on Twitter if that's your heart's desire. Don't forget, you can always subscribe to us on iTunes and or favorite us on Stitcher Radio as well as track us down on the old SoundCloud and other podcast directories. If you'd like to support the show, we'd love to have you do that. Head on over to Patreon.com and check us out over there. And so until next week, this is Matt saying that thanks to Rami Malek, Tim's Dark Horse, I don't use emojis, I go vintage. That's an actual quote, people. (laughs) Take care, cinephiles, and we'll talk at you again next week. Madam, perhaps we should be going. Oh, farewell, monsieur. Thank you so much. So nice to see you. And I hope very much we will see you again very soon. Au revoir, monsieur. Thanks again for listening to the SLS Cast with your hosts, Matt and Tim. You can find us over at slscast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at the SLS Cast. You can send us an email to the show at slscast.com. And of course, you can always subscribe to us on iTunes and or favorite us on Stitcher Radio. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>